A reading from the second book of Samuel. When King David was settled in his palace and the Lord had given him rest from his enemies on every side, he said to Nathan the prophet, Here I am living in a house of cedar while the ark of God dwells in a tent. Nathan answered the king, Go, do whatever you have in mind, for the Lord is with you. But that night the Lord spoke to Nathan and said, Go, tell my servant David, thus says the Lord, Should you build me a house to dwell in? It was I who took you from the pasture and from the care of the flock to be commander of my people Israel. I have been with you wherever you went, and I have destroyed all your enemies before you, and I will make you famous like the great ones of the earth. I will fix a place for my people Israel. I will plant them so that they may dwell in their place without further disturbance. Neither shall the wicked continue to afflict them as they did of old, since the time I first appointed judges over my people Israel. I will give you rest from all your enemies. The Lord also reveals to you that he will establish a house for you, and when your time comes and you rest from your ancestors, I will raise up your heir after you, sprung from your loins, and I will make his kingdom firm. I will be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. Your house and your kingdom shall endure forever before me. Your throne shall stand firm forever. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. The promises of the Lord I will sing forever. Through all generations my mouth shall proclaim your faithfulness. For you have said my kindness is established forever. In heaven you have confirmed your faithfulness. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to David my servant. Forever will I confirm your posterity and establish your throne for all generations. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. He shall save me. You are my father, my God, the rock, my savior. Forever I will maintain my kindness toward him, and my covenant with him stands firm. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, to him who can strengthen you according to my gospel and the proclamation of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery kept secret for long ages but now manifested through the prophetic writings, and according to the command of the eternal God made known to all nations to bring about the obedience of faith. To the only wise God, through Jesus Christ, be glory forever and ever. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her who is called barren. For nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, here we are, fourth uh, Sunday of Advent, December 24th. 
We've come full circle. I don't expect you to remember my homily on the first Sunday of Advent, uh, but I talked about this this gospel passage. I began with the end, um, with the Annunciation in particular. Um, so in that gospel homily, I kind of focused on the first half, if you will, of this scene, uh, Gabriel being sent by God and so forth. I kind of want to focus now on the second half. Uh, so Mary says, how can this be since I have no relations with a man? The angel says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So this is a very beautiful image, the Holy Spirit overshadowing us. Overshadowing us, why? Well, to help us do the impossible in our life. I mentioned this the other day. We're all called to, to holiness. We're all called to, to practice the virtues. Some virtues come easily, naturally for us. Some virtues come, well, not naturally. They don't come to us. They're, they're difficult. So th- think of, you know, again, some virtues in your life that you just do. I mean, you're a disciplined person. Maybe you pray. Um, you're, uh, you know, maybe you're humble. Um, you're, you're generous. Just that that's easy for you to be generous. But then maybe you struggle in some other other areas. Uh, maybe you're, you struggle with I don't know kindness or patience, whereas some people you know struggle with generosity or whatever it might be. So Mary's in this predicament. She's she's hit a roadblock. She wants to give birth as a, as a woman. She wants to have a child, but she also wants to give her whole life to God. So how is this going to be? How am I going to do both? How am I going to practice this, this impossible virtue that's just so difficult for me? Well, the Holy Spirit, Gabriel says, is going to overshadow you. It's going to happen through the power of God. So the key for us is to acknowledge what this impossibility is in our life. And don't be afraid to pray for it. It's not selfish to do that. And then to lift up your heart and let the Holy Spirit come down from on high and overshadow you. He'll give it to you. So Gabriel goes on to say, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. So when you are overpowered by the Holy Spirit, and now this thing that was once impossible in your life, you're loving this difficult person, whatever it might be, you now are what? Giving birth to Christ. This, this new you is holy. The child to be born to will be holy. So we're all called to constantly, this is going to sound kind of weird, but like be giving birth to Christ in us, Christ coming through in us. You know, it, this is the things that we struggle with. This is why, you know, the cross and, and struggles are, are blessing if we, if we handle them properly, you know, reaching out to God. Because, you know, things that are natural, we don't need any help with. They're just God gave us this gift to begin with, and we just kind of move on with our life. But these things that we struggle with, well, you know, praying to God and letting the Holy Spirit come upon you, now Christ is born, is born in you. And this new you, this new thing that you're desiring to be generous or to be kind to someone that you struggle with or, you know, chaste or, um, you know, not greedy, not materialistic, that's holiness right there. So then Gabriel goes on to say, and now look, Elizabeth, your relative, she's going to, she's conceived. So why, I mean, why is this uh, relevant here? Well, you know, the cup overfloweth when we are filled with the Holy Spirit and we become holy. Yes, now we're holy, but that holiness pours out to other individuals. So God, of course, knew Mary was going to say yes. 
so this is a, a defining moment in, in human history. Um, and so it's kind of like, even though Elizabeth conceives prior to this scene of the Annunciation chronologically, Elizabeth's able to conceive because of Mary, because Mary is going to say yes, which God knows, because of the Immaculate Conception. That's how good Mary is. So Elizabeth benefits from this. The people around you will benefit from your holiness. And then finally, behold, I'm him, may Lord, may it be done to me according to your word. So when you when you come to that realization, all right, Lord, this is something that's impossible in my life. I want you to, to do this for me. Come, Holy Spirit. And I trust when this comes, you know, others are going to benefit. Then I finally make that, that act, that act of surrender. May it be done to me according to your will. And especially, you know, think of... Yes, yeah, something for yourself, but like I mentioned too the other day in a homily, something for yourself for others. Our lives are not our own. How can how can you maybe pray for someone else or really truly love someone who who's in your life and maybe who needs a prayer? Be it done unto me according to your word. It'll happen. And then what the angel leaves, it's kind of an interesting conclusion to Luke. The angel departed from her. Like again, he doesn't need to say this. He could have just said, I mean, it's kind of implied the angel's going to leave. But it's like Luke wants to say, all right, Gabriel, you're done here. You know, no offense to Gabriel, but, you know, Mary and Christ are now one, the Holy Spirit. Mary won't ever need a messenger again. Um, You and God will be one when you give birth to Christ in your life and holiness flows out to others. So we have a few more hours before Christmas begins. May it be a blessed season for you, and may all of your gifts that you desire be fulfilled and come to you in your life. Amen.